Hey everybody, welcome back. This is episode number 14 and this will be the last interview that I share for a while or maybe for good. I haven't decided yet. Um, This is with Mr. David Ratchford or Navy Dave as you may know him on social media and I'm happy to round out all the interviews with this one because it's it's a special one. I had my first interview with Navy Dave almost 10 years ago. I found him in a Yoga Journal article and reached out to him to collaborate on a project I was doing with some veterans regarding pain relief and yoga. And it was a, such a powerful conversation we had then. And then when I started this project, I reached back out to him to see if he wanted to connect again and catch up on all things yoga. And, and he said yes and took me up on it. And we had a great time kind of catching up. And I love kind of going through some of the things that brought him to the practice of, of doing yoga and then also teaching. Um, and then also layering some new things in like fatherhood and aging and just all kinds of stuff. So... I will let you just dive in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Body, Mind, Spirit Service Podcast Show. I'm your host, Shay Knight. I'm a yoga teacher, a teacher trainer, a massage therapist, and a wellness entrepreneur coach. And I've been in this industry for over 15 years. So believe me when I tell you, I know that you feel called to serve others with your work. And I also know that sometimes you scream in a pillow, run out of money, feel isolated, and question your career choices. (laughs) Listen, we all do it. So on this show, we're talking about it with our colleagues. We're talking about money, marketing, work-life balance, burnout, side hustling, full-time hustling, and what it takes to keep going, or sometimes to not keep going. Each recording is dedicated to you. Wherever and whenever you tune in, I hope you gain a little something to help you on your way. So, before we begin, I invite you to take a deep breath, get centered, maybe make a cup of tea, and be present while you listen. I'm so glad that you're here, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back. I'm so excited. I have a very special guest today. His name, oh, do you go by Dave or David, by the way? I, call you I, I go by Navy Dave or David Ratchford. It doesn't really matter to me. Navy Dave. I like that. And David Ratchford. So I know you as David Ratchford. And for those of you listening, I was just telling Navy Dave before we hit record, um, I was asking if you remembered how I met him. So this was, I think, in 2014. I found him in an article in the Yoga Journal. And He was like yoga journal famous. And I reached out to him because I was working with the company at the time, um, bringing yoga practices into work with veterans and trying to help relieve pain and manage pain and try to get off medication and things like that. And so I found David and reached out and I was so thrilled that he took my call. And so now it's six, seven, eight years later. And I reached out again, just said, Hey, do you remember me? Let's chat about yoga. And here we are. So I'm so grateful you're here. Right on me. I'm grateful I'm here too. And I'm grateful you're here. (laughs) Awesome. So I was wondering if we could start with like, just a general, you know, tell us your story. Tell us, tell us about David before yoga and and what led you to this moment. So um, like a lot of young guys, men, women, um, that uh, joined the military for various reasons. I joined to um, get off the farm and seek adventure. And I really loved it. I was in the Navy. Um, I was on a um, aircraft carrier and my role was as a firefighter. Um, When I was about 23, which is 
what we consider the prime of our life. Uh, I had an accident or was involved in an accident. A um, number of things like the military environment, it breaks down young bodies. That's kind of what it does. Um, and I ended up injuring my back pretty severely. It was a debilitating injury, career ending injury. And so I went from 23 in the best shape of my life with my whole future. I loved the military. I wanted to make it my career um, to being basically um, pretty crippled, um, walking around with a cane um, and a big prescription bottle of Vicodin, which escalated to MS Contin. And um, that's how they sent me off to college. Um, I, I had money to go to college, so that's what I did. Um, and, but I continued to suffer from pain. And um, then, of course, as we've heard from many, many people, if you uh, mix um, opiates and alcohol and all this kind of stuff, um, it becomes kind of a negative spiral and it certainly doesn't cure the problem of the back injury. Um, over the course of years um, and treatment, I gained weight, um, went into depression, continued to like go up and down with the pain, um, never really got um, my fitness back. Uh, one time I was in the physical therapist's office and this was at the um, VA Regional Health Center down in Los Angeles. And the, uh, the physical therapist had me doing some exercises and I'd go in every week and do the exercises. And after a couple of sessions, I asked her, I said, you know, hey, is this, is this yoga, what we're doing? Because I think I had seen a DVD that my mom had had or something. And it, I'd seen some poses or whatever. And she said, yeah, basically it is yoga. And I said, you know, I got to level with you. Um, you tell me to do this 20 minutes a day, two times, um, 20 minutes, two times a day. I'm not doing that. And she just kind of said, maybe flippantly, um, maybe you should go to yoga class. And I thought at the time, I thought, well, I got nothing to lose. Maybe I'll meet some attractive ladies there or something like that, you know, whatever. But here I am, 276 pounds, walking with a cane in tremendous amount of pain. Um, and I, so I thought, why not try? And I went, it was humbling. Um, it was difficult. Um, I ended up going to a hot yoga class, um, paid $40 for a 30 day session. And um, my thinking after that first, first class was, you know, if I go 20 times, each session will be $2. And it's saving me the time of driving to Los Angeles. I don't have to go through the traffic, which is also stressful. Um, and um, I'm getting at least 60 minutes in, in these classes. So let's see, let's see what happens. I'll just go 20 times in a month. And of course, after a month, I dropped some weight. I had gained some mobility. My pain was down. Um, and I thought, okay, well, I'll just continue it. It seems to be working. And of course, now it's $99 a month. Mm -hmm. This is, tells you how old this is. This is now, now it's like 160 bucks a month. Um, but um, I just continued what was working. And uh, after three months, I had completely stopped the narcotics and I have not taken a prescription drug since. Um, 
which I guess that was probably 2014, um, 2013, 2014, when, when that happened. So um, I continued to stay into the practice um, and I started going to trainings and eventually became a yoga teacher. Um, and I've been teaching since 2015, 2014, actually. Yeah, 2014. So, um, and I still teach today. What led you to like that moment between you're your taking classes and then you're like, you know, I think I want to be a teacher now. Um, the instructors in the studios that I went to, I thought were pretty good. good. Um, they all seem to have um, a good grasp on health. I mean, in some ways, um, they seem like healthy people. Um, for me, um, there were some older instructors. Uh, and I know one, one of them that comes to mind, his name was Kevin. Um, and he was also a former military guy, um, former, he called himself a combat athlete. Like he played football and wrestling and that kind of stuff. Um, and um, he seemed healthy and great energy. And, um, and I kind of looked up to him as a role model. I thought, hmm, um, these are the types of people that I want to be when I'm in my late 30s 40s and 50s and now i'm 51 um and i don't know maybe people look up to me and say oh wow <laughs> he's got his health act together <laughs> so um yeah it was, it was mainly the, the other teachers that inspired me to, to mm -hmm. like um i wanted to get into that level um as a, a different peer group than just um being on the mat as a student yeah, I always feel like that's a special moment between the teacher and the student because sometimes people just want to be a yoga teacher for any number of reasons. And then sometimes we're told by our teachers, like I had, I had a similar thing. My teacher who I practiced with every day for years, I wasn't planning on going to be a teacher, but he at the end of our time together was like, you are going to teach, right? And I was like, I guess I, guess I will. <laughs> I guess that sounds like a pretty good idea. Maybe I should if you think I should. It's nice yeah. to get those nods from your teachers that you can pass this on to others and continue to serve others. Um, do you find yourself teaching to people who are, have things in common with what you were dealing with or what, what are your students like? Um, so now my students are, uh, I'm, I'm mostly subbing just because of where life is at um, in the post pandemic um, yoga scene, if you will. Um, hours and classes were cut quite a bit uh, at the studio that I work at. Um, and I've started a family, so my priority is more um, priority and availability. It's it's um it's like well well I, I'm not taking or teaching evening classes because that's kind of the the baby dinner bath bedtime hour and that's really precious time to me. Um, weekends I don't want to schedule as many, um, so I'm doing substitutes right now. I mean I I can't remember I added it up some time ago, but I in that time when I was really active teaching, I had taught over 2,500 classes or something like that. It was a lot. Um, teaching four to six classes a week for years and years and years. Um, but yeah, now, now mostly on the sub, sub side. And I'm curious because I hear a lot of this from moms, but I don't actually get the scoop too often from dads. How did becoming a father impact your practice? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, it's impacted my practice by making it less frequent. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> a little more Legos on the mat. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um yeah, so um it's it's made it less frequent. Um what's made it more fun is um that my wife spends a ton of time with our daughter and um and has taught her some basic um, yoga poses. She oh. does downward dog, three-legged downward dog. She's 20 months old right now. Um, wow. And she does forward fold and extended mountain and cobra and um, malasana. And she knows the words for those. Right? Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> so it's fun that we can do that together. Um, not too young to, to start it. So. Yeah, that's cool. And your wife practices too? Um, she practices probably even less than I do. Right. <laughs> but but yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. That's, that's the just, life with the little. Yep. Yes. But that's okay. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I think that yoga prepared her to be the mom that she is. And and it'll be there when, when she's ready to go back to it. That's awesome. I know anytime I try to practice, I usually wind up with a toddler just crawling on me or, you know, I'm like, oh, it's, just, it's not the old. It's not as serious. And it's definitely not as long or as frequent. It's like, just sneak it in when you can and you know chair and then it does also like make you cherish like an actual full practice right when you have the opportunity it's like wow isn't that lovely yeah <laughs> that's awesome okay so i wanted to circle around to a couple of things we mentioned like before we hit record um because you also i know you teach yoga but you also do fitness training right correct yeah um so how do you how do you like weave the two or, i mean are you are you teaching yoga to people you also train and vice versa or are they separate so i teach yoga in a studio um in general um, I also have a YouTube channel where I put some yoga videos up um, and haven't been as active in updating that, but they stand that I can, um, they, they are there so I can direct people to say a short practice or a practice for big guys or, um, you know, like a fast flow versus a yin. Um, so people can see me on that. Um, and um, like I said, I do substitute at the studio. Um, it's called Power of Your Own in Santa Barbara. Um, it's a hot power studio with also some yin or restorative offerings. Um, and let's see, and then as far as training, um, what I found uh, for a while, um, this is an interesting thing. So we, I talked a little bit about how um, when I first went to a yoga studio, I went 20 times in a month and kept that regimen going. And as it was healing, um, as I was healing, um, like I, I think like a lot of people come are drawn to the practice of yoga because they have some injuries and or have some healing to do. It could be, um, it could be eating disorders, it could be whatever. We, we come feeling like we're broken and we want to mend. Um, and there's a lot of ways that we can mend. Um, one of my beliefs is that yoga is an integrative practice. Um, it pulls everything together. My, my newest analogy is that if you've ever seen the big Lebowski where the dude is, you know, going around trying to get his, his rug taken care of because, you know, it tied the whole room together. Um, well, yoga is the practice that ties the whole body together from the spine to the skin, um, inside out, toes to toes, toe tips to fingertips, you know, it, um, it's integrative. And yet most of our Western workouts and training are isolative. Um, we'll 
do some hard cardio for our heart and lungs. We'll lift weights for whatever body part we want to shape. Um, and, but we need something to kind of tie, tie the whole room together. Um, and that helps prevent injuries. It helps restore health. Um, it, it's a health practice. I, I heard Brian Kess describe it once as, um, um, when, when you brush your teeth, you don't just brush one tooth. You brush the whole mouth. The mouth is a system. And what yoga does is it brushes the whole system, kind of. Um, to me, the, the act of folding, which is compression and expanding, um, you know, it wrings us out from bones to skin. And, and that's why it feels good. It feels different than, say, the pump you get from weight training. Mm-hmm. That said, um, when one has good, robust health, um, the I, I've leaned more into physical training because I, I'm getting more bang for the buck there, um, meaning that I get to shape my body how I want it. And um, as, a, as a man, um, I, I want bigger, stronger muscles. <laughs> <laughs> and the the vanity metrics that that weight training um, gives me, um, that's but that's me. Gotcha. Um, so where my yoga practice is is I still incorporate it as that sort of weekly house cleaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Um, and I wanted to ask you too about something we we had discussed um, in, in terms of like you know, some people come because they're unwell in one way or another, and they're looking to heal in some ways, whether it's a big thing or a small thing, but you had mentioned um, in one of our exchanges that you've, that you really value um, treating or focusing on the the little things, the aches, the pains, the misalignments, the small things, I guess they're small. Do you want to talk a little bit more about like how you're seeing that in your teaching practice or even in your personal practice? Why that's so important? Um, in my personal practice, this is how I, I, I feel it. Um, so I, I've got a couple of body workers that I keep on, not speed dial, but speed text, you know. Um, and um, when it, because of my sensitivity to injury, um, I'm, I really want to keep on top of that and keep the energy flowing so things don't get stuck and frozen. Um, and... Um, so, for example, if I have a tweak um, in, say, my shoulder or my hip, um, if it doesn't go away in a day or two, um, I call my guy up and say, hey, let's, um, I need a session. I need to have this reset. Um, I go to acupuncture at least monthly, whether I like it or not. Um, that keeps it flowing. Or I have what I call my... Um, my Jedi voodoo witch doctor who does some really weird stuff, but it seems to work, <laughs> you know. What do, they, Cal- what do they call their service? I'm curious. You book a what session with this person? <laughs> so he does, it's, um, it's a muscle activation technique, mm-hmm. M-A-T-S, um, and, but it's, he has his own take on it. So um, it, it's a derivative of muscle activation technique. Very cool. Um, so um, as I, I say, you, go ahead. Yeah. What, what I say he does, he kind of hits the control alt delete mm-hmm. and resets um, the connection from the brain to the muscle. Um, sometimes muscles and nerves turn on or off and get agitated and need to be toned down, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's totally. pretty interesting. 
I love that you integrate all these different things into your life. Um, it's been one of the things with this project that, I mean, you know, as an entrepreneur, because you run your own things, right? So you have to do your marketing and we're always told you got to niche down and stay specific, make it narrow. And so when it came to rallying all these yoga teachers and body workers and acupuncturists and such together, I'm like, I get it that it sounds really broad if you're not in the wellness field. But when you are in the wellness field, you realize how much this stuff overlaps and feeds one another. And if you're a yoga teacher, you totally understand things that body workers say. And if you're a body worker, you understand what your physical therapist is saying or what your trainer is saying. And we're doing things with different tools, but we're doing a lot of the same thing. So I love hearing that you are integrating all those things and like freely, you know, talking about them and, and all of that. Yeah. So what... One of the biggest changes um, that happened to me, and this is right when I got into yoga and started seeing the benefits and experiencing the benefits. At the time, I was also getting acupuncture um, for my back injury, and and I used the acupuncture um, to help reduce my dosage of painkillers at the time. Um, I read somewhere that acupuncture can reduce painkillers. I know that these painkillers are bad for me, so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll... I'll pay, I'll, and, and this is money that's coming out of my pocket. This is like, I get some coverage from the VA, but they don't reimburse me for acupuncture. Um, you know, now I use my health savings account for acupuncture, which is great, but still I'm paying out of my pocket. Um, but what changed for me is like, if something works, keep doing it. Like one of the problems I think that so many people have and this is when I, what I call a healthy lifestyle. It's like um, you, so many people will start a practice, they'll get the benefit that they want, and then they stop it. What if you just keep doing it and you stay optimal and you don't have to fall back? Um, it seems like, in, in my experience, I'm either getting healthier or I'm getting less healthy. Either my abilities are expanding or they're contracting. My strength is getting better or less. Um, and so I want to keep that emotion, keep that forward momentum. Um, and I think now that I'm over 50 and I have a little one, um, it's even more important because it's harder to get, like it's harder to get fit. It's harder to... Um, it, there's a lot more inertia in place mm -hmm. and that there's also less expectation. Um, everyone says, you know, or they used to say to me, wait until you get my age, um, wait until you're my age, you'll see, you don't have time, you know, whatever. Those are copes. Um, I make time. I am their age and I'm not like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I still, um, I still have a vision of how I'm going to be at 70, 80, 90, and it's active and fit. So like their reality might be different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And continuing is definitely easier than starting over. Do you train some people or teach yoga to people who have, are at that like starting over phase? Uh, yeah, that's a lot of my clients are at that starting over um, part, you know, like something happens, they wake up to the fact that, um, wait a second, I've got to do something, um, but I don't know exactly what to do. Um, one of the 
challenges, I think, is, is so many people in the health and fitness and wellness industry um, are young. You know, it's, it's not a bad thing, um, but they also don't have the experience, life experience, um, to say, like, okay, dealing with injuries is a different game, you know. And sometimes you're starting at zero or less than zero. Um, so just getting that flywheel going again mm -hmm. can be a long process. I'm and so glad that you mentioned that because I feel like people don't talk about that very often. Like it's, but I, I feel it loudly right now. Like I'm, I'll be 38 this year, but when I started teaching, I was 22, I think 22, 23. And so I'm teaching to people twice my age, telling them what to do with their bodies and trying to encourage them when they're hard on themselves. When I'm like, as young and fit as I would ever have been probably. And now as I'm, you know, my body is aging and changing. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> now I see what they mean. That shoulder injury takes weeks in my thirties. And whereas in my twenties, it was a couple days and you know, like right. it's, it's, and, and I, you know, again, no shade to young practitioners because I, I was one and we work just as hard and you can't help your age. Right. So you got to start when you start, but, oh, I feel you on that one. There's a big difference as we age to notice how we've been teaching and how we've been practicing too. Right. But, um, we, but that age is also a gift, um, mm -hmm. and we can continue to improve with age. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, for example, if you're weightlifting or if you're doing yoga, that your mobility is going to continue to increase or you continue to get stronger, but, but you can get better. And that yeah. means like get better at the process. Um, the Bhagavad Gita says you're entitled um, to your labor, not the fruits of your labor. Ooh, and so yeah. like, that's about loving the process. And that's what you get is you get the work. Mm -hmm. And hopefully what we can do is instill the love of the process of work. Um, and maybe, you know, your vanity metrics, but really it's about feeling and, um, you know, gratitude. Um, the, so uh, one of the biggest surprises that came for me um, was my original injury. You know, I, I thought my life has ended. It, it ended as I knew it, you know, I was out of the military, um, struggled for years, of course, with the addiction and narcotic abuse and alcohol abuse and all this stuff because of the injury. And then um, as I began to heal, I realized that it was my biggest gift because it was a teacher and it led me to the practice of yoga, which led me to so many great people and great friends and um, that, allowed me to heal. Um, it's kind of crazy that people like you who read that the yoga journal article had reached out and remembered now six, seven years later. Um, people are inspired by that. Um, you know, um, it's, it's pretty amazing. Like I get calls that say people, people say, I, I like your story. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of relate to it. Can you help me? And if we go, we'll go through the process and some people I can't. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's been my biggest gift. Ah, oh, and ours too. I'm so glad that you, I'm so glad that you told the story that way and that you see it that way. Cause I think that's, that's kind of the, the point that we're trying to make here as a group. It's like, we do these services. We offer these services because it's sometimes somebody offered them to us and it changed our lives. And so once you get a hold of it, it's like, Oh, I've got to give this to somebody else now. It's compelling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that you have. Um, 
Two last questions before we wrap up today. I wanted to ask you to tell our friends and listeners where they can find you. And I'll put this all in the show notes too, so they can click links, but just in case they're listening and scrolling around, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, I am online pretty much everywhere. David Ratchford, R-A-C-H-F-O-R-D. So at Twitter, at David Ratchford, Instagram, David Ratchford, Facebook, you can find me there. Um, And DavidRatchford.com. Yeah, those are kind of the main portals to find me. Uh, If people are in Santa Barbara um, and want to come to the studio where I occasionally teach now, um, that's Power of Your Own, Santa Barbara. beautiful location with a nice mountain view. Um, during the warmer months, we do yoga on Stern's Wharf um, once a month, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, or you can find me at Gold's Gym. <laughs> nice. 5 a.m. Yeah, that 5 a.m. call. Okay, and then my last question for you. If you were to give advice to a yoga teacher or a yoga teacher to be so they either they just graduated or they're thinking about starting training what advice would you have for somebody at that chapter Ooh, um i would i would say okay um that's a that's a tough question trust the process um enjoy the journey i've gone to several yoga trainings um some great some Mm, um, maybe some bordering on culty. Um, so, um, trust the process. Um, and my favorite quote by Rumi, as you begin to walk on the way, the way appears. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you so much, David. I'm so glad that we had this time together and I really appreciate you sharing all of this with us. My pleasure, Shay. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this helpful or at least that it made you smile. If so, it would mean a lot to me if you shared it with somebody else. You can do so by sharing a screenshot of this podcast to your Instagram stories and then tag me at Body Mind Spirit Service. You can also visit our website. The link is in the bio. It's bodymindspiritservice.com. And in there, you're going to find a free community group where you can join and chime in with podcast questions or topic requests, as well as network with other people in your field. The website's also going to give you options to opt in for the blog updates and the email list so you can stay in the loop for trainings and other exciting things there. And if you're more into Facebook, we have a free community group there as well. So again, thank you so much for sharing your time with me and I hope to hear from you soon. You can send me a DM, say hi, let me hear from you. Let me hear how I can be of service to you so that you can be of service to others. May you be happy. May you be well. May you be safe, peaceful, and at ease. And I will see you again soon.